Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So, and up this hour we have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan will bring you some fascinating sounds from Taiwan. And then we have Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes, where we hear some wonderful classical Chinese music, brought to you by Carlson Wong. But first join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, November 27th, and in the studio we have Jake Chen. Hello. Paul Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be telling you about Taiwan's Black Friday, which is going on right now. Also, a high school student won um, a global robot contest. We'll be telling you about that. And 7-Eleven is increasing its presence in Taiwan. We'll be telling you more about that. And also why Taiwan and Vietnam are big economic winners this year. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, I'm a shopper, so I'd like to know about Black Friday, which we know actually originated in the States, right? Yes. It's a big shopping day after Thanksgiving. It is a big shopping day. And recently, Costco um, in Taiwan has introduced the world's longest um, Black <laughs> Friday um, shopping week because it, it lasts for a whole week starting from November 25th. Why don't they do that around the world? They might as well, right? <laughs> right. But, but it, mm -hmm. anyway, this, I mean, this is crazy because, um, for example, one store in Taiwan, they the store sold over 20 TVs within 20 minutes after its opening. Within wow. 20 minutes, right. There are also popular items, for example, a diamond ring, that's something popular. Uh, a I wouldn't want a diamond ring on sale. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> probably a good deal. <laughs> a um, la um, laptop computers made in Taiwan, and they said it's uh, you can flip around on the laptop computers, oh. but I don't know how they do that. At probably 360 degrees or something. Oh, is it one of those uh, computers with I've seen advanced screens where you can flip it all the way yeah. around? You can yes. use it as a super big tablet? Yeah, I think so. Fancy, fancy right. stuff. And there's another 24, another popular item, which is a 24-carat gold ring. Oh, wow. For women. And also there's a 24-carat um, gold pineapple, but it's just for decorative purposes. Oh. Is it actual actual gold? I think yeah, it's twenty four oh. karat gold. Wow. Yes. Wow. And there is um, a TV, of course, and then there is a dehumidifier. Of course, Taipei is pretty humid. No, humid. Mm. So you need a, a dehumidifier. And there is another popular item, which is a dishwasher, a standalone oh. dishwasher. And especially for housewives. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I might want to check that out. You should get that. I have right. it, but uh, I'm sure it's cheaper now. It's much <laughs> less romantic than that ring, but okay. It's more Very pragmatic. practical. And yeah. there are also two popular items. One is blankets, and the other one is an iron cast pan. Oh. And also um, that comes along with a, a stainless steel um, steamer. Oh I guess dear. because you know Chinese, uh, Taiwanese or Chinese housewives, they use, sometimes they use steamer to, right. to prepare the, the food. Mm, that's right. true. Wow, this makes me want to go to Costco right this right. very second. No, there's yeah. <laughs> one. Well, the most popular one is right near our radio station. It's like a ten-minute drive in Neihu. Mm -hmm. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. it's the most popular one in Taiwan. It's a huge one. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and, um, the one in Nehu actually is close to where I live. I went there once, I, I guess a couple months ago. I think I went there 30 minutes before it opened in the morning. And then there was a line. On weekday a morning or Weekday weekend? morning. There was a really? long line there, right, before they opened. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why people just line up. For, I mean, I know it's worse in China. I heard mm-hmm. that when they opened in Shanghai, there was like a three-hour wait for parking. And then police people, policemen were keeping people from coming in because they're like barging in. I mean, it's not like anything's free or anything. Right. Yeah, Black Friday, I guess, around the world is uh, uh, marked by... Uh, I remember Craziness. when I first saw it, yeah, in the in the U.S. a couple of years ago, like it was people literally trampling on one another, like days of waiting in line. <laughs> I mean, like it's like store opening everywhere, right? It's like what's like somebody has done the, the psychological study on consumers and, they, and they've done a good job. So... I think because you feel like it's a limited opportunity, right? So they intentionally very, make it limited. Very urgent. Yeah. People think that the goods there you can buy, it's not necessarily, you know, it's cheaper than the, the products oh, yeah, you sure. can get as well. You think elsewhere. about what you're yeah. saving, but you're still spending money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a little crazy. Only Costco. I, w- I wish they had that for like all the stores or something. <laughs> I know in China they have the um, double 11 day, right? Yeah, That's the single a day sale. Day, single day. Yeah. So that's a major shopping day in China. All right, so Black Friday all week long in Taiwan. Okay, since we've been talking about buying things, we might as well talk about 7-Eleven. How often do you guys go to 7-Eleven? Oh, on a regular basis, I guess, at least once per week. Once per week. Yes. How about you? I'd say a couple of times a week, like if not daily. It's Almost daily? Yeah, almost daily. So it's so convenient. What do you go buy there? Um, I don't think I buy stuff as often as I used to. I, I Because there's one really close to where I live. I use it as a bank to withdraw money. Ah, right. right. There's so many things you can do at 7 I go there to pay the bills. Like, yeah, yeah, I do that too. bills, water bills, everything. That's true. A lot of my neighbors do that. You know, they experimented with an unmanned store and they found it not to be popular. People don't like to go where there's no people. But they decided to try something else. Since it's similar to an unmanned store concept. It's basically a very large vending machine. It has maybe 100 items. So um, right now they have rolled out 140 mini 7-Elevens, on their, but they're vending machines, basically. So oh, they okay. got lots of... I wish we had one downstairs. Right downstairs. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. So they sell, like, chips and cookies and chocolate bars and cakes and jellies and sandwiches and sushi rolls, braised dishes. So these are, like, kind of fresh. Yogurt, all kinds of drinks, like cola, soda, fresh milk, soybean milk tea coffee energy drinks everything everything i mean all the like the, the best-selling items i wonder if they have like the um eggs they probably do right yeah they probably do the, the famous tea eggs so what would you guys like to see box lunch oh I box think. lunch yeah yeah that's a good idea I sometimes uh, you know get box lunch. get their box lunches after work because right. what yeah. do you like to eat um rice with the tofu rice yes. with tofu okay I bet what Paula said would be a really popular option because after certain hours, because most restaurants in Taiwan close like at pretty regular hours. So after, let's say, 9 or 10, for a lot of residents, at least in Taipei, based on what I see, 7-Eleven dinner is like your only option. 
That's true. Yeah. So if you have lunch uh, offered at uh, you know like a vending machine, uh, yeah, they generate a lot of business that way. That's true. People Because go I, there for a yeah, lot of meals. Right. I used to get instant noodles if I don't have time to cook. But, mm. but right now, I sometimes go to Seven Eleven. And they're pretty to get, healthy too. Yeah, I mean, they try to make good. them fairly healthy, and they have a wide variety of options. Yeah. I know my kids go there when. It's really late and I'm too tired to cook. Too cool. <laughs> it's and like it's, for their late night really snack. Cheap. It's less than two U.S. dollars. Yeah, so you can get a decent meal for less than two U.S. dollars. So Seven Eleven is expanding. They already are everywhere, but now they're everywhere in many different ways. Okay, tell us some good news about a high school student here in Taiwan. Yeah, um, I think our regular listeners uh, probably expected this, but high schoolers in Taiwan—they're regular winners at uh, many robotic tournaments uh, locally uh, in Asia and around the world. This is one of their strong suits. And the latest winners are a group of students from uh, Chao Tai um, High School, based in Taichung City. This is in central Taiwan. They represented Taiwan in the recently concluded World Robotics Olympiad, and they won third place. What is,、um, I guess, special about the competition, or at least, sorry, the category in which they competed, is that、uh, the robotics they build have to be autonomous. So, as in, this is not one of those robots where you can control with a wired or a remote controller. The students said、uh, it's a group of three students led by one teacher. They said they have to write、uh, sort of the programs that control all the robots' movements and how they navigate different obstacles、uh, and save it in the robot and make sure they can deal with. All the changing obstacles, and、uh, this sounds really fancy. There, it, it's a pair of robots, and they can connect to one another via Wi-Fi. So it is one of those you put it on the ground, and you have to leave it, leave them, leave it to themselves to 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 do their own navigation kind of robot. So it's, I guess, more advanced than the ones you can manually control. So yeah, really, really advanced stuff for what is essentially a bunch of seventeen-year-olds.、Um, very impressive. Well, Taiwan is on the forefront of AI. I think. I mean, in in many ways, it's, it's not、industry. surprising. Our students are pretty bright too. Not yeah. Just, not just our professionals, but our students are very bright. Yeah, I I see a pretty big emphasis on、uh, robotics technology among high schools in in many parts of Taiwan. It's like it's a legitimate program that students can join in and 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 you know do their thing. So it's good. It's good to get their hands on that knowledge, you know, as early as possible.、Yeah. Do you guys know how it works? I have no idea. I have no idea. Do you need、either. good math and science skills?、Um, I, I guess so. I was involved in like really low-level programming when I was in elementary school in China,、um, <laughs> but I guess robotics is much more advanced than that. So I'd say, yeah, you probably need to be good at math and because we are very strong in those two areas. So that's、yeah. not surprising that we're good in technology as well. Yeah. So it's good to see good news from our students here in Taiwan. <laughs> Share a little bit more good news from Taiwan. We are actually one of the biggest winners in terms of the U.S.-China trade war.、Um, our exports to the U.S. have grown by 21 percent in the first three quarters of the year. So that's really quite、mm-hmm. good. Pretty good. Actually, actually, number two in the world. The place. Where do you guess is the country that has grown the most? Somewhere in Asia, I bet. Japan, Singapore. Probably Singapore, yeah. Vietnam, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've、Just、grown by thirty-five percent. Yeah, they're so, a rising manufacturing power. Yeah, I think、yeah. a lot of people are moving their factories from China to Vietnam. Yeah. 
So um, anyways, that's good for us. We have over 21% growth in exports to the U.S. We also have um, the largest growth among the four Asian tigers. So we're doing fairly well um, despite the trade war. I mean, our exports to China have gone down, but um, a lot of the transfer of orders have come to Taiwan. So I know that's especially in office machinery. And as for Vietnam, they've been exporting mobile phones, footwear, textiles, furniture, and fish to the U.S. Can fish. Interesting. I had no Ooh. idea that they're good at these things. So anyways, um, that's some good news on the economic front from Taiwan. some not so good news it's about lung cancer tell us how that's affecting us here in taiwan right uh not only is lung cancer uh the biggest cause of death here in taiwan in third year in a row uh who has begun to take notice and in their latest report on lung cancer uh, statistics and figures around the world uh, taiwan ranks the 15th in total and is the second in asia second only to north korea wow. and uh it is Women, uh, unfortunately, are especially, uh, you know, a big uh, victim, a group of victims to lung cancer. Uh, when you look at the lung cancer rate among women alone, Taiwan ranks the eighth in the world and uh, it's the highest in Asia. Um, the report uh, from UDN asked a number of health experts as for the possible reasons that contributed to the growth. And they said uh, it's a number of reasons. You have fumes inside the room. Yeah, uh, secondhand smoking is a pretty uh, big reason that contributed to the growth of lung cancer. And um, one of the one of a, uh, a cancer expert uh, here based in Taipei said that although Taiwan, I think, largely have implemented a smoke ban in, in a lot of public areas. Um, but first of all, a lot of people don't really uh, fall in line with that. And also, it's going to take much, much longer to see that ban actually have a positive effect in delaying the sort of the overall age of uh, lung cancer death. On the subject matter of the average age of lung cancer deaths, among men, it has dropped uh, uh, compared to 10 years ago from 72 to 68. And for yeah. women, it's dropped to 65. And uh, it's costly in, in all kinds of ways. You know, certainly, uh, you know, seeing, you know, detecting cancer, it's, it's a big blow to, to any family and any individual. And uh, for Taiwan's um, insurance, health insurance system, it is costing 15 billion New Taiwan dollars were five hundred million dollars U.S. every year. You know, in terms of treatment, in terms of uh, everything that's associated with it. So, yeah, a uh, major and unfortunately rising uh, house uh, concern here in on the island. So, are the fumes related to cooking? Re related to cooking, yes. And then, what is it about the cooking? Because I'm, I mean, you would think that lung cancer comes from smoking, but I know that. Usually men smoke more than women, right? Right. But it's number one for women. So usually women cook more than men. But is it from the cooking? And what is it about the way we cook that's, so that's causing that? Some people say we cook, you know, far too many stir-fried dishes. And a lot of women, they don't, you know, turn on the um, the ventilator. Oh. Make sure you, you know, turn on the, the ventilator. So I heard, yeah. cook, yeah. 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 And also when it comes to smoking... Uh, surprisingly, secondhand smoking is a much bigger factor than actual smoking. Really? Are you serious? Right. It's more deadly? It's, it's more fatal? It's more deadly because people sort of develop, uh, regular smokers, they develop uh, in, uh, a resistance oh my, to that's that. That's terrible. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess women being generally smaller in terms of, you know, weight and size, 
they have a like you have a smaller system to absorb whatever secondhand smoking is yeah. in your surrounding. So yeah, unfortunate uh, set of numbers, and you know, and something to keep in mind of in terms of um, personal health. Okay, one more trend we're going to tell you about here in Taiwan is that the number of people coming from Hong Kong is increasing. Have you noticed more Hong Kongers around Taiwan? Not personal. Not that much, yeah, but right. um, yeah, that's it's uh, gone up. 21% from last year. So more and more people from Hong Kong are moving to Taiwan. They're coming here to study, to get married, to work, to invest. And also a lot of our universities are opening up our arms to um, people from Hong Kong. So especially with Hong Kong going through all that it's going through. Yeah, half the city is on fire. Yeah, and actually a lot of the Taiwanese students who were studying in Hong Kong have returned, about two-thirds of them. What do you guys think of this? Well, I know that, I mean, for some while, people from Hong Kong have actually really liked Taiwan as a place to um, immigrate to because they think that it's more spacious here. Um, a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper yeah, in terms of rent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a little more relaxed. Hong Kong is quite high strung. So in a survey by Chinese University of Hong Kong um, early this year, Taiwan was chosen by 11% as their most favored immigration destination. So it was third after Canada. Canada was 19% and Australia was 18%. So what do you have to say about that, um, Jake, since you're coming from different countries? Yeah, I've, uh, I think uh, there, there was a massive migration of Hong Kongers uh, in the late 90s uh, to Canada. I mean, in fact, I think... The that's true, a large, lot of places. The large number of them went to Vancouver. Uh, that's why there is uh, such a high density of uh, Canadian-speaking population of, of like first and second generation immig- immigrants in, in Vancouver, based on what I know. But yeah, I you know people can immigrate to wherever they want to. I just it's I feel bad for them. You know when you have routers, you know throwing smoke bombs and like homemade like bombs to schools and residents. It's uh, it's unfortunate what they have to go through. Um, so yeah, um, I hope you know their 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 home city can uh, can return to normal as soon as possible. But we do welcome the Hong Kongers here. Sure. Yeah. Taipei is a great place to live, so I think they've noticed that. Not too far from Hong Kong either. All right, so uh, thank you for joining us today for Here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for Ear to the Ground and J-Bells and Bamboo Pipes. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Jake Chen. And I'm Paula Chow. The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International. From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? 
Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Have you ever found yourself on an international flight or at a foreign airport and wondered how you got there? Where am I? And what language is everyone speaking here, you ask yourself? Or if you're really out of it, you start to wonder who you are and what your role is in the world. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, we're going to pause for a moment to contemplate limbo, that sense of being neither here nor there that can be experienced on an international flight. I find that international flights are great for introspection. It's almost as though you've laid yourself over a different colored background, and that makes you look like an entirely different person than the you from back home. Yeah, maybe it's the less than inspiring airplane food or the mind-numbing stretches sitting on a plane slightly depraved of oxygen and lacking real stimulation that makes you introspective. Or maybe it's the real physical distance that flying puts between you and your life back home. Well, whatever the case, I do enjoy venturing through that no-man's land known as in transit. It's a safe place, not just because of the TSA patting you down and the guards carrying semi-automatic weapons. It's also safe because you know it's only temporary. Soon you'll arrive at your destination and you'll have long forgotten those silent moments of self-doubt in between Sudoku puzzles on the plane. So the next time you find yourself in transit, savor it. Lose yourself in a duty-free shop or an airport mosque. Contemplate your navel while sitting in the anonymity of a crowded boarding gate at 1 a.m. Pretend you know exactly what those announcements are saying, even if they're in Arabic. And now for the next couple of minutes, I invite you to close your eyes and join me for a sound postcard in which I transit through the Queen Aliyah International Airport in Amman, Jordan. Walk with me down into the lower level of the airport, where a cold, dry desert wind blows in through open doors. That's the final call for Royal Jordanian Airlines Flight 810 to Baghdad. Baghdad? These men in suits are heading to Baghdad? Airport employees communicate with one another in Arabic through their walkie-talkies. At the next gate, there's a flight for Beirut. That's not our flight either. We're going to Tel Aviv. Soon we find ourselves on an Airbus that's taking us across the tarmac to our airplane. We've left the airport, but we're still in transit. Other dazed passengers blankly stare out at the flat, flat desert of Jordan and the dull hint of sunlight on the horizon. Walk with me now up the stairs and onto the plane. Let's find our seats and stuff our carry-ons in the overhead compartments. Soon, the captain is speaking to us over the loudspeaker. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Roger Daniel, from Oldman I am, Captain Riley Burke, Flight Service Manager Jibrin, and the rest of the crew would like to welcome you on board the Airbus 320 bound for Angoria, flight number 374. And then there's the safety demo. 
And finally, it's time for liftoff. Even as we take to the skies, we're still stuck halfway between home and where we're headed, and there's still a little time left to sink into the depths of your mind. The caption on today's sound postcard, transiting at the Queen Alia International Airport in Amman, Jordan. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. the beauty of Chinese and Taiwanese traditional music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. Hello and welcome to this week's jade bells and bamboo pipes. I'm Carlson Wong and do not be surprised if we play for you a Chinese instrument with Mexican music. So this is what we're going to do for you today. The pipa is performed by a very recognized player, Wu Man. And the Mexican group is known as Song de San Diego. This is a very famous group in Mexico. First, we're going to hear, forgive me if I pronounce this incorrectly in Spanish, El Pajaro Carpintero. And this song is about the carpenter of the forest, the woodpecker. The light overtone at the beginning gives the feeling of waking up at dawn and is later accompanied by the lively addition of various stringed instruments. Thank you. 
Harro Capitano, the carpenter of the forest, the woodpecker, and this is what I call the East meets West. Did you hear the pipa, the Chinese instrument in it, along with the Mexican music? There was a great traditional Mexican song arranged by Song de San Diego, the Mexican group, along with the pipa player Wu Man. And now we'll get back to the Oriental part. This time we're going to play for you China Blues. This is a rearrangement of the well-known folk tune Kangting Love Song, also known as Atop the Mountain of Running Horses from Kangting of Sichuan Province in China. And it starts with a blues solo by the pipa, and it's joined by a traditional Mexican tempo as the main melody. The music of the pipa is gradually blended with a number of Mexican guitars in a dialogue of the blues. Thank you. 
China Blue's rearrangement of the well-known folk tune Counting Love Song and a great combination of Spanish and Chinese. A spoken dialogue in both Chinese and Spanish takes place, giving this song a unique twist. This is Radio Taiwan International. And again, you're listening to Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong. Today we feature music, I would say, East meets West, a blend of Chinese and Mexican music. The pipa, the Chinese musical instrument, is performed by Wu Man, who is recognized as the world's premier pipa virtuoso and the leading ambassador of Chinese music. Wu Man is a soloist, educator, and composer who gives her lute-like instrument pipa a new role in both traditional and contemporary music. And the group that performs with her is San de San Diego from Mexico. And this group is 
a local San Diego group that enjoys playing and learning traditional music from Southern Veracruz, as with many in urban Mexico and now the U.S., Son Harocho attracted us to its web of sounds, musical possibility, and social interactions. And next, we'll hear a Mexican song. This is La Manta, which means the blanket. Let's sit back, relax, and listen to this beautiful music. Ay, sí, mariquita, sí. Ay, no, mariquita. 
This is La Manta, a traditional Mexican folk song arranged by San de San Diego with Uman. And the song is about weddings that describe gives the weaving of blankets and the love between a man and a woman. And next, we'll take you back to the Oriental part. We'll listen to a traditional Chinese song, Dance in the Sunshine. Ten years since her last solo album, the performer Wu Man has once again composed a rearrangement of the northeastern Chinese folk song Yang Ke Diao. And this pure ancient song is a display of the custom of street performance that is common both in the Chinese community and in Mexico. The style has both bold aspects as well as a bit of humor and it is a perfect demonstration of crossover between traditional Chinese and Mexican music. The pipa leads while a guitar quintet of a different musical range response creating a vivid blend of the passion and simplicity of traditional street performance. have enjoyed listening to a combination of the west and the east and the east is by woman a famous p-pop performer along with a group from mexico san the san diego thank you for listening for comments and suggestions please write to p.o box 123-199 taipei taiwan and our email address is rti at rti.org.tw TW. And again, RTS show for Radio Taiwan International. I do look forward to your comments so you can tell me what you think of this program and how you like the music. 
Thank you once again. I'm Carlson Wong, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.